Getting himself loose. And Syndergaard hits one in the air to deep right center. Back goes Puig to the warning track. Back at the wall. It's out of here! Noah Syndergaard's second Major League home run! 2-2. And he swings and flies one to deep center field. Back goes Peterson near the wall. It's out of here! Noah Syndergaard with his second home run of the night! A three-run shot! The Dave Joskow Podcast coming at you Wednesday, May 18th, 2016. Looking forward to three days away, Podfest 2016, the Dave Joskow Show, live at the Cake Shop in the Lower East Side or East Village, whatever the kids are calling it these days. (laughs) Live Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m., that's quality time, with Rachel Feinstein and Marita Franklin and Guillermo Salazar. Oh my God, it's going to be the greatest show ever. And we haven't sold a ticket yet, but it's going to be awesome. Podfest 2016. It's an all new Dave Juska podcast show right now. I have no idea why I've been uh, starting my program with uh, Squeeze and I didn't get your gun, but it makes me happy, and I've been in a foul mood these last uh, few days, I think, or this week. Like I feel okay, you know, uh, health-wise, even though I'm a mess, but um, my head is somewhere else. I don't know. There's a lot of things bothering me. Certainly Podfest isn't helping, although what is the matter with you, Selena? Why are you so fascinated by headphone coils? Get out of here. I'm not. I'm doing the podcast out of my bed. What the? I'm doing the podcast out of my bedroom again because sorry, everybody. That's so rude. You know, Selena, you're very unprofessional sometimes. Very unprofessional. That's all I'm saying. I'm doing the podcast out of my bedroom today because I said, well, you know, uh, you know, I, the the sunlight will be great. It'll make me feel a lot better. Uh, you know, I've been a little down lately, and of course, it starts to rain again. I mean, is it ever going to get sunny? Is it ever going to stop being cloudy and rainy? God stinks. Why is he doing that? Doesn't he know? Or is it my fault? It's my fault. Because the the situation is very easily remedied. Very easily remedied. It's rude of me to complain about it. All I need to do is move to L.A. And then it's done. It's done. I'll never have another problem again. It'll get rainy once a year. Every day I wake up, it'll be sunny. So it's my fault. It's my fault. I can't blame God for this one. But I want to. Hmm. I know what else bothers me. Oh, my God. There's so much. There's so much. How much time do you people have? You know it's going to be a quality show because I'm angry. And being angry uh, makes for good uh, listening. Don't you think? So we got this stupid podcast thing, right? I'm already angry. I'm, at first, I'm having a cool lot of today. I'm like a little boy when I have that stupid thing. I know I shouldn't have it, but and it's so delicious. I always get the uh, ice cream headache from it. And, and I say, this time I'm going to go slow. I'm going to go slow. But I can't. It's so delicious. And then I have the headache, and I'm like, oh, my God, this will never go away. I have to call 911. And I'm like, oh, this is fine. You know how those ice cream headaches go. 
getting comfortable in my chair. You know, and it's so funny when I dress up for the podcast when I'm doing it myself. I dress up. I'm going to open my window here. See, you know, why am I doing it to, to the shades here? Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, listen, it's still sunny out. I tried to get it done quick as possible because I want, I want the sunlight. I want to do it with the sunlight and I can look, have a nice view, you know, like I'm doing an Artie show. So I thought it would make me feel better, but then it started to rain. Anyway, I said that already. Oh, all right, just relax. Everything's going to be cool. I hope I don't have battery power in this new system. This new system. I don't know what I'm doing. It sounds good, though, right? Oh, my cat's such a disaster. All right, everybody relax. Let's take a breath. I dress up for the show. I take off my work clothes. And uh, because I feel like I have to dress up, I've told you this before, I- I'm-, I'm wearing pajama bottoms today. You know why? Because I'm so insane. I haven't put on jeans since my cleaning lady washed them last Wednesday. And I don't want them to lose their washedness. So I can't sit in jeans and do the podcast because I, I got to wait until I wear them out outside because I'm nuts. Plus, I'm getting fatter by the minute because I put on my pants, my dress pants yesterday, my dress pants. And then I could barely get them buttoned. And I bought a pair, a new pair of pants from Lord and Taylor. I said, you know what? I'm going to buy a nice pair of pants. Lord and Taylor, you know, I've been buying them from like Old Navy. And I bought a nice pair of Dockers from Lord and Taylor. The crotch is already it ripped open. The crotch. You know how embarrassing that is to take back? I'm, I'm taking it back tomorrow. And I don't care. I didn't wash it or anything. I'm like, yeah, there's pee all over it. Screw you. I, bought a pair, I finally bought a nice pair of pants. My Old Navy pants last me seven years. The only thing they get messed up is because I keep my wallet in my front pocket, and sometimes then it rips a hole that way because, you know, it's just a card carry. I don't have a wallet, but, you know, it's bulky now, and my card carrier is a piece of crap, and I can't find a card carrier that has exactly what I want, which is you open it up, and then there's, you know, a thing where I can, you know, flash it to people. I'm like, yeah, I'm a police officer. You know, whatever. I'm just saying I got my PBA card in there, right? And you want to flash that immediately. You want to have the window, and I want a zipper where I can keep the guitar picks, I got four guitar picks that mean a lot to me in that wallet. And I want to keep, I want a, a stupid pouch. It's like a coin pouch in your card carrier. Is that so difficult to have? I want the exact same thing. My card, it, the thing is falling apart. Everything's falling out of it, but I can't find one like it. I don't know what to do about it. I got four guitar picks. Do you want to know what they are? Yeah, I should tell you. Let's see if I can even remember. Sometimes I pull them out. Sometimes I pull them out. Okay. First guitar pick. From Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, he gave it to me personally, the balance tour. It's a yellow guitar pick. It's his balance. It's autographed by him. You know, it's not a standard autograph, but he handed it to me when I was at the John Stewart show when he was on Channel 9 many years ago. Eddie Van Halen's guitar pick. I mean, no, not, you know what I'm saying. He's the promotional stuff, but he handed it to me. It's a very special thing. Second one uh, guitar pick from The Cautions. Those are the guys, uh, Eric Barrio that made the soundtrack to my movie about the cars, the band The Cars. I have his guitar pick in there. I love that kid. He did an amazing job. He's a doll and a half. And if I ever get anything that'll ever happen in my life that'll be exciting and productive and I could pay him in a good way, I would let him do it because he's just an awesome dude. Third one, Leah Randy. Her guitar pick from a band she was in. Uh, I love her. We've done plays together. We've been intimate together. You know what I'm talking about? She's like way cool. She's like really cool. She's cool. She's a bass player and a badass one. And she's been in, uh, you know, Courtney Love's band and a bunch of other bands. And she's just way cool. 
And uh, you know what I'm talking about, guys. You know, <laughs> yeah, what? And the fourth one is Jeff Ross. He has a guitar pick, and it's um, I think it says "Burn This" on it or something. You know, something like that. And uh, feel the burn. And my pal Jeff Ross. So I got four guitar picks, and they all have meaning. And I want to keep them in my wallet. I want to keep them in my wallet. And I can't find a thing that has a a, a window and a a zipper. Every time I go in, you guys are like, you want whipped cream? I'm like, oh, yes. And the guys are like, well, you don't have to be mean. I'm like, I'm not being mean. It's just, I shouldn't be having it. Just, just, I had two Chick-fil-A's today. You know, they built that new Chick-fil-A by my office. So at the office, um, you know, they had like a thing like, oh, uh, maybe you'll, we'll cater your thing if you give us some free Chick-fil-A. So they gave us a bunch of free. So I tried the spicy Chick-fil-A sandwich day and a regular one. They didn't put any cheese or lettuce tomato on. It was like kind of lame, but still pretty good. Again, I'm not exactly sure what the fuss is, but the second week in a row I've had Chick-fil-A and I've had it before. It's pretty good. But a line around the block every day, I, I don't know. Chick-fil-A gay because they hate gays. And I had that and some of the nuggets and um, some fruit. So I was stuffed. So all I did was I wanted some ice cream, but I never got any. I said, you know what? I'll have a coffee colada later before I do the show, and that'll be exciting. Even though you know I shouldn't have it, but I do. I'm pretty sure it gives me diarrhea every time, but I'm not positive yet. Jury's still out because how, how will I know today? If I wake up in the middle of the night and I have diarrhea, how am I going to know it's Wait, it's the coffee colada, or is it the million Chick-fil-A's that I ate earlier today? There's no way to tell. I need to do a, what Sheldon Cooper does and have a, you know, very scheduled bowel movement, you know, uh, notes. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm writing. You can't see me. I'm doing the, you know, writing down. Uh, <laughs> then I can figure out what causes what. My sister says it could be just carbs. Maybe I, I need a gluten diet. I tend to sometimes... Uh, have stomach issues when I have like a piece of toast on Monday. Maybe that's it. I stopped having eggs on the week when I have to do stuff. That seems to be an issue. I don't know. You know, I'm figuring it out. The older you get, that's the, what you figure out. You know, for a long time, I couldn't eat mushrooms. They were causing a major problem. And now I don't think there is a problem. But for a period, you know, and those are the things you find out the hard way. You know, when you drive through the Lincoln Tunnel and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, when you, you usually find all that stuff out in your 20s, you hope. So you don't embarrass yourself later on. Uh, anyway, yeah, PodFest this Saturday, 3 o'clock. Marina Franklin, Rachel Feinstein, uh, the cake shop. I don't know what's going to happen. And Memo is going to join us, too. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's what the story is. I mean, I'm just keeping an eye on the battery so it doesn't run out. I, I did the first four minutes of the podcast to myself because I forgot to turn the goddamn thing on. You know, I'm just still learning how to work this stupid machine. Um, but, you know, I can do it in my room. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Or anything. It doesn't really matter, right? I got these two great guests. And how diverse for the Dave Jesco show. Uh, a couple of kikes, uh, colored girl and uh, spick. Uh, it's, uh, that's very diverse for the Dave Jesco show. Very diverse. But I'm very excited about it. Um, you know, I, I mean, some of my friends told me they're going to come. Right now, I have zero ticket sales. I have no idea whether I'm the only one that has zero ticket sales. Uh, they're on my case a little bit, but I really don't care. You know, they, the tickets are $5. And none of my friends have bought them yet. 
<laughs> they're like waiting. They're waiting for better offers. Can you blame them? It's a Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Plus, I got angry again because I heard it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Saturday. Get, my God. It rained every show I've had so far. Every Godfather show, it's rained. Every Godfather show, it's rained. I want a perfect day. And I don't care if it's a, but it's a perfect day. People aren't going to go. I don't give a shit. I want to go. I want to be happy outside. And then I want to be happy inside knowing when I go out, it's going to be sunny and happy. I don't give a shit if, if, it's, if people aren't going to come because it's sunny. I want it to be sunny. I can't take it. I think it's supposed to rain all day Saturday. Is that going to defer, deter people from coming? I, I don't think so. I don't care. I don't care if nobody shows up. It's me, Rachel Marina, Memo. It's my best pals there anyway. Who can I'm talking to nobody now. Who gives a shit if there's an audience? I had a sold-out house for the Godfather show. That's the only thing that's important. This doesn't matter. A podcast. What? Why would people even go to sit and see people talking to a microphone? It's just like seeing a stupid stand-up show. And stand-up shows are stupid. Uh, here's why I'm also angry. I'm going to tell you that. I, I, I was not going to say it, but I have to say it. I have to say it. There's this girl I know. I paid her $150. I sent her $150 to drive up from Tampa. I sent her $150 to see me. She has a cousin who lives in Brooklyn. I'm like, good, because you know, I don't want to stay with me. She comes in, she drives, she just can't fly. She's a professional wrestler. I know, I know, it all sounds insane. Wrestlers never have any money. I know this because my friend John Weber is a wrestler, and he's an awesome dude, but he would always tell me stories about wrestlers. They, they didn't even have enough to go to Denny's. So, like an idiot, I know what's going to happen. I send her the money. I don't hear from her. Monday, I hear from her, I'm like, where the fuck have you been? She goes, I was texting you all day Sunday. I'm like, well, I'm not getting those texts. Like, oh, I guess the iPhone hates the Android. Now, that could be true. Because, you know, my friend Ashley and I have a lot of trouble communicating as well with the iPhone and the Android. Maybe it's true. Monday, she does a show on SiriusXM, some wrestling show. And then I say, I get off at 6 o'clock. Where are you going to be? She's like, okay, we're at O'Looney's. Me and my friend, we're going to get some food. I go to a, I, I change my hours on Monday. I usually get out late at 9. This time I get out at 6. I want to party because I change my hours. I even want to go for the wings at Lansdowne Road, which I haven't had with, with our friend Mary. Watch the, the basketball game. Of course, the basketball game starts at 9. Of course it starts at 9. Everybody wants to watch the basketball game at 9 o'clock. We're finally out at 6 o'clock on a goddamn Monday. And then this girl across the street, the Australian girl, she wants to meet at 9 o'clock. Nobody ever wants to meet on a Monday at 9 o'clock when I have to work until 9 o'clock. What the hell happened this Monday? Why did everything change? What the fuck? So the girl tells me to meet her at I go down to Lunes, right on the block where I work. I go down to Lunes, nobody's there. I text him, like, I'm here, what's going on? She goes, oh, we went to another place where her friend works. I te- I've been trying to text you. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting those texts. Never hear from her again. I go back to this other bar where my job is. I, I have like three beers there. I have a pretty good, I'm not finding, I'm feeling a little better because I'm getting a little drunk. I start texting everybody, and uh, the the girl I'm supposed to meet, the Australian girl, lives who, whose apartment I'm looking in right now as I speak for this show. Remember I told you I look right into her apartment, and we've been hanging out lately. She wants me to meet some people. She's like, oh, I got a girl to set you up with, whatever. Um, 
but I don't trust her that it's ever going to happen. So I'm like, I don't know whether I'm going to make it because I'm already loaded. That's what I was saying. I'm not sure if I can make it. But I was basically hanging out until 8, 30, 9 o'clock so I could go. And she's going to have it at this place, Patroon, on the rooftop where my friend works. I mean, it was a coincidence. So I'm like, well, I know it's really expensive there, but if my friend's working there, I can get free drinks. That's what he told me. So I go there. I go to the rooftop. Nobody's there. So for the second time in one day, I got screwed by two girls not being there. I felt like I was back in high school again. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Does this ever end? I mean, what is that about? How many times am I going to just be... I felt like Anthony Michael Hall and Sixteen Candle. I felt like an idiot. Probably more Breakfast Club. Because he's pretty cool in Sixteen Candles. But you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the... Really? Twice? And I'm like... And I text her. I'm like, what the fuck? And she goes, well, we didn't think you were coming. We, and that place was expensive. We moved the place. I'm like... Oh. And then I said, oh, you whore. You, you're such a whore. You, it's something, you know, I called her a whore. And I used the whore. I really do wasn't calling her a whore to be a whore. I... Always use the horse as a term of affection. I'm like, listen, you whore. I've had just about enough out of it. You know, I'll say something like that. But in texting, apparently it doesn't come out with the same verve, uh, <laughs> the, the playfulness of the word whore that I like, you know, especially when I call my mother a whore and she's always like, don't call your mother a whore. And I'm like, hey, you asked for it. But then I actually am calling her a whore because she w- was whoring it up for a period of time. Um, but, you know, I just always say it. I, I guess I picked it up from these. Um, I used to know these uh, these massage girls at uh, the, a strip club, and uh, they would always call each other whores, and um, which they probably were, but I think they truly were doing it because they were massage girls. They weren't strippers, so I think they actually weren't whores, and they were just playfully using the word. And so I just started calling everybody that. I don't know why, but I guess girls take major offense to that. And she's like, all right, you've abused me enough for one night. Because I, I must have been real. I, I can't even go back and look at the text because I feel bad. But, you know, screw her. Everybody blew me off that night. I haven't even heard from that other girl again. I Facebooked her. I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, nothing. But you know what? That's my fault. I knew it when I sent her the money. I'm like, I know I ain't seeing that money again. The good news is she needs 150 to get back. Not going to get it. Ha! Burn! Yeah. Yeah, I just dropped the mic. You didn't see it. So that's something. Oh, but no. Wait. You think that makes me upset? I don't even know whether I should tell anybody this because... All right. This is the big news. A couple weeks ago, remember when I went down to Kentucky to see my uncle and then I went to the funeral. I even played a clip from the funeral because technically, uh, you know, because the girl was like, thank you for your service because maybe it was part of the military. Blah, blah, blah. The gun show was in town. The whole thing, right? Well, we got his will. And wait, let me see if I can... Let me read the exact wording. It's on my phone. I usually don't use my phone during the podcast, but I wanted to get the exact wording from their will now those of you who know me already have already seen it and are amazed by it i don't know how to work my phone but those of you who haven't heard this this is my uncle remember this my mother's brother this is his will article one definitions 1.1 my sister posted it on facebook 
our this quote, our nieces and nephews refers only to the following persons. And then they name one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. Uh, three of the ones I've met and know very well uh, with the last name Pike, which are Aunt Rita, his wife's sister's kids. OK, so she doesn't even have any blood children. The next sentence says, we purposely have omitted David Juskow and Beth Casper, my sister, from the definition of the term our nieces and nephews. We purposely have omitted. Have you ever heard of anything? I work at a law firm. I was showing it to guys. They, they said, wow, I've never seen anything like that before. Everybody on Facebook's like, what did your brother do? Sarah said, the only thing that would be funnier, Sarah Silverman, the only thing that would be funnier is if uh, they only cut out you and Beth was in the will. So I hope. Now, remember I told you that when my mother and I went down there, we found out that her brother apparently had converted to Catholicism or Christianity, whatever part of that, um, in the 70s, we found out. We found out the hard, you know, my mother hates Jesus. And um, so when the priest was saying, eh, he's with Jesus now, I kept ribbing her. And I'm like, he's with Jesus now. That is classic. Your brother who you love so much is with Jesus, you fucking whore. See, I did it again. And um, so the good news on this is, because he's with Jesus now, he's probably not with Jesus, and hopefully he's burning in hell. I hope he really, him and her, are burning in hell, which wouldn't have happened if he hadn't converted. He'd be in a little mid-station, I guess, or something, you know, or if you watch Once Upon a Time, you know, maybe the underworld, something like that. But, um, yeah, hopefully he's burning in hell like he should, uh, since, you know, he now believes in that because he is a horrible, horrible human being and a bag of shit. And if he wasn't dead, I'd wish him dead. And here's the worst part. And if this doesn't make you crazy, then nothing will. Here's the worst part. I have no problem. My favorite thing to do would be to truly travel to Kentucky and deface his grave site. That's the best I can do, right? Because he's dead. So there's no way to get back at him. So I'd love to deface his gravesite, spray paint shit over it. I've danced on people's graves before, mostly because I think they expected it. You know, like my mother's friends who were always like, I suppose he'll dance on my grave when I'm dead. And I'm like, if that's what you want, you know, I'd always say. And so one of my mother's friends died, Mrs. Sperling, I remember. And um, she goes, are you going to do it? And I'm like, I don't know. Don't you think she'd be disappointed if I didn't? So I did a little soft shoe number on the grave. You know, no big deal. Because I think she would have wanted it. I think she would have probably found it funny. Um, but this one, I want to, like, spray paint. I want to take the headstone and, like, ram it over. But I can't. And here's the best part. Do you love this guy? He's buried in Fort Knox. Fort Knox. The most impossible, unpenetrable place on the planet to get into. Oh, do you love this guy? I'm telling you, he played this one perfectly. Oh, I hate him so much. And our mother, my sister and I, my sister's even angrier. 
She's even angrier. Oh, you don't want to get her started. My mother, she's like sticking up for him still. She's still sticking up for this complete douchebag whom our, our father told us was a complete douchebag. And we were just trying to be nice to please our mother. And, and remember also, we weren't expecting anything. We, were, we didn't care if he had a will. We weren't expecting any money. We weren't expecting. But when you see it in print like that, what the fuck? That's necessary? You witch. Aunt Rita, you fucking, she was going to let my grandmother pee in her pants at the wedding because she, she, she was trying to make time on the highway. What an asshole. Oh, she is a major tool. Obviously, I'm being polite. I'm trying not to just constantly use the C word. Because I, I can't believe this is happening. It, and I wake up every day ever since I found this out, and it makes me mad. I mean, let's face it. It's the funniest thing that's ever happened. I mean, it, it is really funny. And my sister posted it, and there were so many hilarious comments from people from high school we hadn't heard from in years. And it it's great. I mean, it's really great. It's funny. But it still just angers me, especially I went down there twice. Remember? I was buying them Shakespeare DVDs. I bought them an iPad because my mother loves her stupid brother who's such a bag of shit. He wouldn't even come to visit when we found out he was in town with those stupid nephews. They were like, oh, he was such a good man. I had to listen to that crap when all the time I'm going, you have no idea he's a bag of shit. The only thing I can do now, because we don't have any like to stand up, believe me, I gave it to somebody at my office. And we don't even want the money. We just want to make trouble. Is that maybe I can besmirch his, besmirch his name somewhere. I know he used to help a home for retards. And I'm thinking maybe, maybe he pulled like a say anything thing where him and her were scamming from the retarded people. And maybe that's how they got somehow a million dollars estate. How does, how do you caring for retards gives you a million dollars? I got to look into it. I'm going to bust it wide open. I'm going to, but that's the problem. Well, who am I going to hurt? The people that I met that I like down there? But you know what? You know what I just found out? There's more. I got a text and she called my mother. One of the, one of the nieces who I met who I always thought was okay. She called, she goes, she sent me a, a, a Facebook message, which I'm not acknowledging. And saying like, no, we, we really, because she saw my sister's post. She goes, listen. We really fought for you guys. We really fought for... And I'm like, wait a minute. You knew? You were there? That makes it worse. You had me sit in front of his fucking funeral. You had me be a pole bearer. And it's, oh, that's what he would have wanted. That's what he would have wanted? He doesn't even acknowledge me as a blood relative. He kept saying, well, you're still... You're the only blood relative. You guys played me for a fucking fool. Fuck your backward ass shit. Your stupid Kentucky bullshit. Go back to fucking each other up the ass, which is why you're all fucking ugly motherfuckers. Oh, my God. Jesus, I'm sorry. That came out of nowhere. I really do like them, you know, but <laughs> I'm just obviously very angry, very hurt. This guy's been a lifetime of trouble. He ruined my dad's funeral. My sister and I was so angry. He was in the car because my mother wanted him. My mother was, well, I got to have my brother with me. Oh, he was such a bag of shit. He hated you, Rhoda. He hated you. That's why he never came by. We found that he was in New York lots, taking all his other needs, his secret family to Broadway shows, and he never called you once. When you said, can I come down and visit you? He said, no. And you said, like, he's my brother. 
You had one decent walk together in Newark, New Jersey in 1939. You walked around the block and had a conversation. That's not a fucking brother. That's like a, 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 you know, a random person you met on the street. I, when, I, when I was you know, living in Brooklyn, when my grandparents were there, we, we met a lot of those kids, and those kids meant a lot to me. The next-door neighbors, they were the greatest kids. They were the greatest. But am I sitting there going, oh, God, I wish I could hang out with them. I hope they come to the funeral. That, that's, what they, that's what your brother was to you, some random kids you met when you were eight, and now they don't exist except in your mind anymore. And on the flip side of that, I don't know. Maybe she was just grabbing at straws. She saw how close my sister and I are. She saw how close her, her husband and my Aunt Judy were. That must have been it. I mean, I don't know. You know, and this, it, I mean, this just burns to my core of how everything you, our parents taught us sucks. Yeah, you know, they taught you to be nice and polite and, and and it doesn't pay off you know that's what i'm thinking they're like you got to be nice to him he's your mother's brother uh she loves him uh sorry i'm just making sure don't run out of battery you know what i'm talking about you got to be nice to him and 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 it, and it just doesn't pay off what was the point i'm so angry at my mother but i try not to be but if she keeps defending him we when we home for Mother's Day, my sister and I try not to. We're trying not to slip. We're trying not to slip, but she's like, "Well, you know, like, no, 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 do not stick up for this complete tool. He was a jackass and an asshole." But I, I, I tried. I didn't say that, but you know, I mean, she knows how I feel. And at this point, I just want her to die, so the lineage of that fucking family just goes away, and is never heard from again. In anything. Yeah. I just want that name to die. I mean, at this point, I hate my grandmother. My mother. Oh, that's what it was. My mother goes, you know, my, you know, Mama Seal always used to make me a, a, a chocolate cake for my birthday. That's what I remember. Like, well, she was an asshole because she raised a piece of shit son. I, right? I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm thinking my, my grandfather, who I used to really like, was a bag of shit. Unfortunately, I look exactly like... And the, oh, wait, wait, wait. I didn't tell you the best part. My sister named her firstborn child, who I'm taking to London, after this guy's father. And he left her nothing. Now, again, we, it's, this is not about the money. It's just the wording, we don't acknowledge you. We don't acknowledge you. Wow, you fucking bastards you're not even going to acknowledge this they they named their first child after your father and you don't have any kids they gave her money for her bat mitzvah and stuff they gave her money for her birthday only 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 dory because the other kids they didn't give a shit about but that was named after his father but they don't even acknowledge her in the will but they acknowledge us that they hate us. And let me tell you, if you don't think this is anti-Semitic, you're way wrong. Aunt Rita hated Jews. Clearly, she made her husband convert. You know what a bag of shit. He was the most pussy-whipped man on the planet. So when my mother wrote us a note, my sister, I saw my sister clenching her fist when she's reading the note. She was clenching her fist. 
She was like, dear David and Beth, remember, this is Reed as well, not C's because he died first. And we're like, shut up. Shut up, yo bat. Shut up. This is not cool. <sighs> I'm uh, putting my uh, hands together like a, you know, little uh, relaxation. Uh, what do you say? Namaste. Whew, just uh, cool. I, I wasn't sure if I'd. Uh, I wasn't even sure if I was going to talk about it today, but obviously I had to get it off my chest. I got to tell you, if that's not what a podcast for, then I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is for them. <laughs> Podfest 2016 is going to be unbelievable. The cake shop. Oh, my God. Tickets are going fast or not at all. I hope with their uh, money, maybe the, my nieces and nephews uh, that don't exist uh, from the other side could buy a ticket to the show at least. They never come here. I got to go to Kentucky. All right, enough. Uh, we'll talk about this as we continue um, with this ridiculousness. You know, uh, I think in a couple of weeks I'll have my sister on too, and we'll just go off, and that'll be awesome. Fuck him and fuck his whole fucking family. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to pull Senator Geary out of him. I'm going to be like, I don't like you. I don't like you coming to this clean country, passing yourself as regular Americans. I think it's horrible, and I say... That goes for you and your whole fucking family. All right, play your games. But I want that answer in the morning. And don't have Turnbull call me again. No, and you don't call me again. From now on, you go through Turnbull. Senator, you can have my answer now. Nothing. Not even the gaming fee for which I'd like you to put up personally. All right. Okay, I didn't know you were here. All right, enough of that. I think I had to do some Godfather 2 because uh, I'm so overblown with Godfather 1. Oh, and huge news. Huge news, everybody. Huge news. So this is what's been keeping me not punching somebody in the face as I walk down the street. Friday, I found out, yes, to promote the next Godfather show on August 2nd at the Village Underground, Dave Juskow is going to be on the Howard Stern Show. Do I have anything that... How about the old classic? Hey! That's right. Dave Juskow is going to be on the Howard Stern Show, July 28th. That's a Thursday. It's the wrap-up show, really. Okay, it's not the Howard Stern Show, but it's still the Howard Stern Show. It's still exciting. It's the wrap-up show with John Hyde and Gary Delabate, Baba Booey. I emailed Baba Booey, and I told him what I was doing, and he told me they booked the show way in advance. So this time, when I found out the date of the show, I said, this is way in advance. I got an email from Steve Brandana. So if you listen to the Howard Stern Show, you know exactly who that is and why I would be excited and why... He was like, uh, listen, I just got to know, are you a fan of the show? Because a lot of times we book people, they don't know the show. And I'm like, uh, don't worry, kid. Uh, first of all, I know who you are. And he just writes, you had me at I know who you are. So um, then I wrote, I'm like, yeah, listen, um, I've been listening since 82. I was on the show in 83. I think I'll pay. No, but seriously, I was like so excited. July 28th, promoting the Godfather show. I mean, I'm on the, the wrap up show. I, I might have to do a second show. 
I know we're not probably not going to have Artie again because I don't think I need him. This one's a really weird show. There's not that many people in it, but I've been finishing the script <laughs> again. God, I think it's so funny. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. Oh, my God. This one's got to be good. But, you know, the problem is the first one, there's so many people. There's so much action. And, you know, it just gets, you know, less and less people. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a little more difficult. It can't be the spectacle. So I got to try and kind of make it the spectacle. But I got plenty of time to figure it out. Of all, that does come up a lot sooner than you would think. But July 28th, exciting. Um. I went back to Soul Cycle this weekend. That was very helpful for my mind. You know, I've been off for three months. That's sort of getting fat. Um, so that was a great day. Saturday, biked up there, did the Soul Cycle, uh, walked back. You know, perfect. Um, I think Rachel and I are planning to do it before the podcast. So hopefully that'll be two Saturdays in a row, even though I need to do it an extra day. But I'll work on that. You know, you got to start up slowly, but it felt good. You know, I get nervous the first time after a break because, you know, I'm old. And, um, you know, you're always nervous you're going to have a heart attack. But now that I've done it once, uh, everything should be cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So look at my week, right? I had the thing with the, with the girls, right? Uh, frustrating. The will, obviously. Uh, okay. Third thing, okay. And if you're a fan of this show, if you know anything about Dave Juskow, you're not even going to believe what I'm about to tell you now. So if you think – and again – when I'm having a bad week, this is having a bad week, Dave Juskow style. Certainly, there are many more bad weeks, getting fired, you know, that kind of stuff. This is a bad week, Dave Juskow style. Uh, so it's obviously not the end of the world. I still have a place to live and a cat and, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, and everything's not horrible. You know, you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> the, the owner of the comedy cellar sent me a link, and then I looked it up. Olivia Wilde, that fucking whore, <laughs> the actress who's married to Jason Sudeikis, just did, I just found it, just did, I thought maybe I can get in on it, a live reading of Hannah and her sisters, okay? Now, you know I do live readings of that in my house as I'm just getting ready for work. And when I presented the PodFest 2016 I told the girl, I'm going to just do a live reading of Hannah and her sisters. So everyone knows that's my favorite script to read from. Uh, the Godfather, I like to mock up. But this one I would do, like, for real. It wouldn't make funny. I like to do all the voices. I can do everybody. I can do Woody Allen. I can do Max von Sydow. I can do Michael Caine. So I can do the entire show. So here's the best part. So when Sarah comes to town next week, I was going to say, like, hey, Maybe you could call Jason Sudeikis because I know they were friends. Uh, maybe you can get me in on that. I know it's a celebrity thing, but you know how good I am. It's like, well, I found out it's already done. It's already done. And the person that played Michael Caine was Michael Sheen. Sarah's boyfriend. Ah! Guess who played Max Foncito? Solomon Rushdie. Are you what? They said he was horrible. Nobody does a better Max Foncino than I do. Nobody. I watch television today. I'm, I'm even doing the chewing of the sandwich. He, there's no way Salman Rushdie did the chewing of the sandwich. I watch television today. Can you imagine the mind of someone who watches wrestling? Oh, and I saw a documentary, another one on the Holocaust. And it's the same questions 
Why does it happen? How does it happen? You're asking the wrong questions. It really, why doesn't it happen more often? Of course it does in smaller forms. I mean, come on. I do not sell my paintings by the yard. Um, I mean, what are the odds? Uh, Michael Sheen. Rose Byrne, Uma Thurman. Fuck you. You all suck. Hannah and his sister. Jason. Oh, and here's the worst part. Jason Reitman. Put it together. Reitman. That's my uncle's last name. Oh, my God. What the fuck is happening? I'm telling you. God's mad at me. He's still mad at me when I was dying and I was cursing his name. He's still angry. I don't care. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, where are my manners? I forgot the best part. The best part to just make my week so absolutely complete. I'm definitely making sure this thing is working. Now I don't have any light in my uh, room. I want to make sure it's recording all this. This is brilliant. Every time I think I'm finished, I'm like, oh, my God, no wonder I'm in a bad mood. Here's the next part. They canceled my favorite show, The Grinder. They canceled it. They canceled The Grinder. You know how much I love that show. I was playing clips from it all the time. It was amazing. Well, let's see if I can find some. I didn't even think about that because, you know what, I didn't want to know about it. Here it is. Council. Do you mind if I counter? That seems wildly inappropriate. We don't move. And we don't pay one more cent in rent. Dean? Uh, I like that plan. Are you grinding? Is he helping with cases? No, he is not helping. He is not a lawyer. Right now, this case is all about apartments. No rent. But what it should be about is character. I say we turn this whole thing on its head and put Krantz on the defensive. That sounds smart to me. Me too, Stu. No, this is a terrible idea. We should definitely settle. We will 100% lose the case. I feel like I'm in a grinder episode right now. Season four, episode nine, Settle to the Metal. We learned something very important in that episode. The grinder never settles. Settles, he never settles. Not in his nature. Mm-hmm. I need to ask everyone here, is it in our nature? To settle. No, I don't no. think so. I'm tired of settling. Yeah. I feel like all we do around here is settle. I can't believe this is an actual conversation. Victor, this is your call. Do you want to pack your things or do you want to roll the dice? Mr. Stewart, we roll the dice. You go to trial like the grinders say. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Bring it! Yeah! I mean, isn't that fantastic? It, 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 let me tell you something. The show was amazing. I tried to get... The producer is a friend of mine. His name is Dan Sterling. He used to write for the Sarah Silverman Show. I've been trying all week. I don't know why I don't have his number or email. I used to. I was trying to get him on the show. I really wanted to talk to him. I wanted to talk... I'm going to still try. <clears throat> when Sarah's in town, I'm going to ask her for the email because I, I, I got to talk to this guy and we got to have him on the show. We got to know what happened. We got to know if there's anything in the works to make it keep happening. And, and and let me tell you, so that's bothering me, right? So so they canceled a whole shitload of shows this week. They canceled a whole shitload of shows. ABC canceled uh, Agent Carter. They canceled Castle. 
who gives a shit. And all because of that stupid twat who, who resigned, uh, Stan Akedic, who, who penned a handwritten letter to the fans of the show. She goes, a fond farewell, she said. Dear Castle fans and cast and crew, your devotion to our show has carried us for these unforgettable eight seasons. Um, I'm lucky to have met and worked with a lot of you. I'll always be grateful. And then she a big hug, Stana. Well, Stana, you canceled the show. You got it fired because you left the show. You ungrateful little bitch. How dare you pen a letter like that? You sunk the show. They were going to totally do it for another season, but you decided to leave in another Shelly Long move because we will not hear the name Stana Kanik or whatever the hell your name is again. Because you're an older actress and nobody gives a shit about older actresses in Hollywood. You're through and you suck. How dare you write a letter to your fans like that? You broke your fans' hearts when you left a successful show to do God knows what. Maybe if you were in, I don't know, The Avengers and that was just going so well in your movie career. If you had won an Oscar... Last year, we could say, well, you know, you know, she's got to go. But you're doing shit. You stink. You're a horrible actress and you are a bag of crap for having the gall and the nerve to write a letter to big hugs. It's your fault. You ruined that show. Look how angry I am today. It's over television. Really? See what I'm saying? They canceled the Muppets. They make me a little mad. Nashville, finally, that was on the bubble. They might bring that somewhere else. Um, CBS canceled that CBS, CSI Cyber. No, oh, thank God. You know, uh, Extant. Remember, I told you that show was a bag of shit that was going. Mike and Molly. Thank God, that show was a bag of crap. Um, Rush Hour. I told you that was going nowhere. And Supergirl. They moved, they canceled it, but they're moving it to the CW, where is where it belongs. That is such a subpar show. Such a subpar show, but you're going to keep doing that stupid show, and you're going to get rid of something so awesome like The Grinder. You stink. And here's Fox, you mother... They canceled it. You know it comes to American Idol. Grandfathered, good riddance. Now, The Grinder, Minority Report, I told you that was a bag of crap. NBC, thank God they canceled that horrible show, Crowded, which I told you right here, which I could probably find the clip where I said Crowded. Remember that James Burroughs, I remember I got his name wrong this time, right, because I was calling him James Brooks all through that podcast. They had that big thing for James Burroughs, you know, that he was this legendary director because he did Taxi, Cheers, Friends, uh, Will and Grace. And then they're like, uh, and our new show crowded and they kept showing scenes and I'm like, you guys are idiots for putting it in this special. You're going to feel like fools when you show this 20 years from now and you still have crowded on it. And even Mike and Molly, it's a it's an embarrassment. Crowded was a bag of shit. I played a clip from it the first day it came on. I told you it was going nowhere. The wife was a bag of shit actress. The two kids were annoying. It was a show about two older kids moving back with their parents. I told you it sucked. It got canceled immediately. Lasted four episodes, then they moved it around. I kept, and I gave it another try. I was like, I saw it on a Sunday night. I'm like, ah, oh, let me look at it again. It sucks. It's insulting. It sucked. It was so horrible and just, oh my God, so insulting. I'm not a parent. 
So what do I care if the kids are disrespectful? But they're so disrespectful and they're living in the parents' house. Who wants to watch that? It's like watching those stupid SUV shows. Why the hell do I want to watch something that's ripped from the headlines? I'd rather watch a fantasy show where everything ends happy because life is just too evil. So why would I want to watch Law and & Order and, and be like, oh my God, when I watch Law & Order, the two times I've watched it, I'm like, it sticks with me. I'm like, God, people are so fucked up. I, I'm, I'm better off watching The Flash because that's just not never going to happen. There's never going to be a, a super villain that takes over the city. Well, ISIS, I suppose, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, and, and oh, they canceled the mysteries of lore. Thank God. I mean, there's all these critics, right? And they're talking about it, and people are just like, oh, thank God. You know, you, you know I said that show was going to last for That lasted two seasons. Oh, my God. Thank God they canceled. At least there's some. I told you they'd cancel the best time ever with Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, we probably have to go over all my stuff that I had said at the beginning of the season. So just check it out. So here's the other stuff, the after effects of all this stuff. They have a vote. What are you most sad about, uh, you know, in order of them canceling? Uh, now, who knows who votes for this stuff? Nashville was number one. I, I Who cares? Castle, number two. Makes sense. Agent Carter, number three. I, I watched that show for a while. It was very good, but I couldn't care less. But The Grinder was number four. That's out of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Out of twelve, The Grinder was number four. That's just one thing, okay? Now, here are... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, and so so the grinding gets canceled. ABC renews Grey's Anatomy for, what, a 19th fucking season? Does anybody care? Really? You can't find anything new? And then they... the, the Stupid Once Upon a Time, which I've... After last week's episode, I'm done. It stinks. They have lost their way. And Last Man Standing, that's Tim Allen's second. That's like been on for seven seasons already. Does anyone ever even talk about it? What day is that on? Last Man, did you guys know that was still on the air? Um, and then CBS renews Two Broke Girls again. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's just the worst show, even though I, I, I watch, you know, because I like that blonde girl. Um, and that stupid odd couple, which stinks. And Code Black, what is that show? If I don't know what a show is, how does it exist? And here's the worst part. On the bubble, it hasn't been picked up yet. My favorite show, Limitless. Limitless, which I tell you guys, it's such a great show. And the Bradley Cooper's so cool that he's in it. They have a movie star, a major motion picture star. Maybe the most bankable Oscar-nominated motion picture star of our time on a television show, and they're thinking of canceling it? What the fuck? That's like the only show I looked forward to every Tuesday. Limitless. It's awesome. It's funny. It's interesting. It's cool. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Why, why do they hate me? I guess I know I'm the only one that watches network TV left, but if I'm the only one, that can't, why can't I have my way? They renewed 
all those bags of shit, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago P. Oh my God, those are so boring. I don't know one person that watches any of those. That stupid Law and Order SVU, do something else. I'm bored. They canceled that telenovela. I was actually watching that. I was watching that. That's with Eva Ligoria. She was so hot. I watched every episode because she's so goddamn pretty. And it was funny. It was good enough. It's okay that it got canceled, but uh, but the, what you're renewing, thank God they renewed Lucifer. That's actually my favorite new show. Thank God. Thank God. Because I, I don't even know. I get, yeah, Obviously, I'm ready to cut the cord because this stinks. You know, now that I have Netflix and I get it and I've been watching... So, so, but here's the thing. Everybody loved The Grinder. This, these are from critics from t- TV.com when they're asked, you know, which cancellation hurts the most. This was in the post. This was in a bunch of stuff. Damn it, CBS, make a decision on Limitless already. This is this guy, Noel Kirkpatrick. Kirk, Kirk He's a, a, a critic for TV.com. Make a decision on Limitless already. If that one gets canceled, it'll hurt the most because it was the only new network series that really found a lot of confidence very quickly and turned in some consistently great episodes in a season where most shows are still trying to figure out how to balance things. It also was the most fun I had watching TV all season. So that counts for a lot. I swear to God, I didn't write that. Of the already announced cancellations, however, it's pretty much a tie between Agent Carter and The Grinder. While the grinder filled my need for a delightfully meta sitcom about TV, I'll be sad to see both or all three go, but at least we got to spend some time with each of them. I mean, my thoughts exactly, except for the Agent Carter part, which I didn't give a shit about. Which I really liked. That girl with Hallie Atwell was excellent. It was good, but I just don't care. But look, he's on board. I didn't doctor any of this. Andy Daglas is his name. Same TV.com. Another critic. The grinder. This is how it opens. The I didn't. I'm not changing the sentencing. The Grinder was my favorite new comedy, and Limitless was my favorite new procedural. I'm operating on the likelihood that one is done for. We don't know about Limitless yet as of this podcast. So I'm bummed that neither of them will get the chance to make the leap in a second season. This is Caitlin Thomas, the, the third critic from TV.com. I'm also going to pour one out for The Grinder and Marvel's Agent Carter. Fox was probably not the right fit for the former, but between Fred Savage's straight man routine, the meta humor, and the Timothy Oldfant arc, the series will definitely find a home on many one-season wonder lists in the near future. Tim Surrett from TV.com. But seriously, this is how he ends it, but seriously, folks, The Grinder never stopped grinding. The Grinder was on every critic's list that... Everybody was upset about being canceled. Clearly, it was an, a, a show that people just, the people that got it, loved it. So, okay, it's a critical success. Well, that's how 30 Rock, which is a bag of shit show, lasted seven seasons. It never got ratings. It was just a stupid critical success that kept winning awards. Well, the grinder is ten times better. And it, and it deserves to find a home because it was f- awesome. And the casting on it was amazing. Remember I told you, and crowded. 
I don't know who that wife is. I could look her up if I want to. She is a piss-poor actress. Patrick Warburton will always be good. He's always good. The actress that played the wife stinks. Horrible actress. The Grinder is not only some of the best casting I've ever seen on television, especially for a comedy, but even the kids were brilliant. And that crowded, the casting of those two idiots was a bag of crap. These two kids in The Grinder, they were perfect. I mean, it's when kids get a subtle comedy sitcom like that, that's like a miracle. And they completely got it. William Devane got it. The guy, the girl who played his wife got it. Fred Savage even got it. Did you, did you ever think you would talk about Fred Savage getting subtle humor? Rob Lowe has always gotten it. I mean, you know, later in life, that's why they liked working with, you know, Mike Myers liked working with Wayne's World, all that stuff, because he got it. He got it himself. He's always been good at that. I mean, you know, later. I just... It's just been a horrible week for me in like the stupidest way, right? In the stupidest only day. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, there's more. This was in the post today. Today's New York Post. Um, with the announce, the annual announcement of the TV news shows coming this way. Uh, there, 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 there. Uh, where is it? The gr- yeah, the grinder. He's saying... Um, He's, oh, he goes, but he just goes, on the plus side, some of our prayers that NBC would finally cancel the mysteries of Laura were actually answered. But he's saying, Caswell and the Grinder didn't cut the ratings mustard. We accept their rulings like the clever show, like the Grinder. That's what he says. And then he goes, why, oh, why did ABC keep Last Man Standing? The Friday, oh, I guess it's on Friday nights. Tim Allen vehicle that was about as fresh as a rerun of, well, Home Improvement of the 90s. I mean, this guy, we're all in agreement that the grinder is a huge mistake to cancel. And and just thank you for canceling the mysteries of Laura and and quite frankly Supergirl for taking up space. They're moving it to the CW. Supergirl was just horrible. And you know I watched it goddamn every episode and it still makes me angry that I do. I wish they would have canceled it, but oh my god, what's the matter with me, you know? Oh, mm. uh. I gotta sit back. I gotta relax. Oh my God, this, I had to get this out of the way before Podfest. Because if I go off on like this, if, in front of a festive crowd, they're not gonna like it. I can't go off like this in a festive. Cr- I'm not going to do a free for all jazz odyssey in front of a festive crowd. Oh, let's do. Uh, you know what makes me happy. problem as you can plainly see one minute he's 40 the next he's 33 big john keeps a changing before your very eyes uh, relax, 25 and then 19 then 12 years old inside big john little john what a way to go oh, big john little john goes from high to low Big John found the fountain of youth He drank a little drink, drink And then that magic water Is the thing that made him shrink Now even when he's little John He never knows just when Snap, he'll change and rearrange Then he's Big John again 
Ah, oh, I feel 10 times better. <sighs> yeah, this will make me feel better, too. At the beginning, I played uh, Noah Syndergaard from the Mets. He's a pitcher from the Mets. He had two home runs playing San Diego the other night. Or was it San Diego? Uh, no, it was the Dodgers. Playing the Dodgers in L.A. Hit two home runs and, and knocked in all the Mets' runs. And then pitched the game where he won the game. I mean, that, and they call him Thor. And uh, on ESPN, they even gave him a, a Thor hammer to hit with when they were showing it. You know, they uh, photoshopped it in. It was very funny. But the night before that, big, fat, old Bartolo Colon hit his first home run. And that makes me happy, too. Oh, looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one. Deep left field. Back goes Upton. Back near the wall. It's out of here. Bartolo has done it. The impossible has happened. The team vacates the dugout as Bartolo takes the long trot, his first career home run, and there will be nobody in the dugout to greet him. <laughs> this is one of the great moments in the history of baseball. Bartolo Colon has gone deep. I want to say that was one of the longest home run trots I've ever seen, but I think that's how fast he runs. <laughs> And now they'll flood up the tunnel and give him his just two. His 226th career at bat. You knew if he ever made contact in just the right way, he was strong enough to do it. And now Bartolo has brought down the house. Brought down the house in and in an away game. He was in San Diego and they were clapping like that because uh, it was amazing. And to see this huge guy, he must be like 300 pounds, <laughs> you know. And, he, and he's all smiles, and he's just, and he said it's the longest home run trot in the history. That's Ron Darling saying that because he's so fat. Like, he doesn't even run that fast. You see how happy it made me. And then, so they clear out the dugout. I don't know what the ritual of that is. So he just goes back, and nobody's there. And then they come flooding out and just congratulate him. I tell you, every time I see it, it makes me, it makes me cry. And the best part is today, Bartolo Colon is in the news because they found that he's got a secret family. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, he's got a secret family, so I guess it's not that funny anymore. I guess I guess after that happened, some you know one of the uh, his you know daughters that he doesn't acknowledge came out of the woodwork and was like, "Well, now you're gonna get a condo. You're gonna I, I'm I don't know." Oh, I started to get angry again. Thanks. You know, I was all there, and then I had to remember the news today where he has the secret family. Well, it's still you hear that announcer. It's out of here! That's like a real special one. That's great. You know, I'm a Mets fan, so I like that kind of stuff. That's really cool. And, um, geez, who pitched last night? Was it was it Syndergaard again? Did he? Yeah, I think he pitched last night and uh, against the Nationals. Uh, two nothing. He was amazing last night. Took down, uh, you know, what's a Scherzer, I think, or something like that, uh, who just did last game was 20 strikeouts, like a, a tied in National League record. Uh, Basketball-wise, I bet Cleveland last night that worked out well. But Golden State, what happened to them? I don't know. So what are there, four teams left? Let's just see if Mary had. No, Mary had Golden State. He had, she had San Antonio. Nobody had Oklahoma City. And she had Cleveland and Miami. So she didn't do very well at all. Because it's Cleveland and Toronto, and Toronto got killed yesterday. I don't know. 
Who cares? I don't know. It's like I got to talk about sports only because, you know, because I don't like talking about sports on the show anymore. But um, I think I had to just to relax, you know. There's just many things that are going to make me happy today. And certainly the Big John, Little John song helps. And um, should I play that? I'm just looking at it. It always makes me laugh. So I'll play the um, SCTV Welcome Back President Cotter with Eugene Levy as uh, Gabe Kaplan. This is the office of the President of the United States. Are your refrigerators running? They are. Well, you better get out there and catch them. <laughs> hey, guys, guys, guess what I am, a black one. I don't know, what is it? The presidential seal. <laughs> hey, guys. Okay, settle down, settle down. That's all I wanted to hear was his entrance. All right, settle down, settle down. And then there's the look and the applause. Come on now, we got important business. Now I'm just going to go to the end uh, where he tells the story. Did I ever tell you about my Uncle Morris? His personal tailor. You told me that already. Dude. One morning, President Lincoln woke up in Gettysburg before a big speech, and he looked down and he saw a shirt collar was all frayed from, from rubbing against his beard. You told me this one, Gabe. So he says to my Uncle Vinny, he says, Vinny, you think you can fix this? And my Uncle Vinny said, well, certainly I can fix it. So he fixed it. And then after he fixed it, President Lincoln turns to my Uncle Vinny and says, Vinny, how much do I owe you? And my Uncle Vinny says, four, four score and 20 simoleons. I know times. That's a classic. That's the kind of stuff that makes me happy. Um, anyway, I guess, I guess that's, I mean, I had some stuff, but you know, I don't want to go on. Uh, you know, we got uh, PodFest this weekend. I'm just gonna. I mean, and normally I would just play the music, but I just gotta. I gotta relax. God, this was a very emotional podcast for me. So, all right, let's see. I'm just saying, uh, let's look at the future. Saturday we got the show, so I suppose next Wednesday I'll air that. Um, but that's that's Memorial Day weekend when I usually take a break, because what's the point of putting out a show Thursday morning before Memorial Day? So. But if I put out the live show, you know, who cares? It's a live show. So either I'll do that or I'll put it out the week after. I don't know. I can't decide. Putting out a new show on Memorial Day weekend is, you know, sometimes it's a little fruitless. So I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll probably put it up Wednesday and then I'll just do a brand new show the Wednesday after in June. So I think that'll be uh, my thing. I think I'll end with this one today. Yeah, some more of a mellow feel than the uh, squeeze one we opened with. So yeah, that's our show for today. Now, those of you who listen who want to come to PodFest 2016, it's Saturday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, at the Cake Shop in the uh, Ludlow Street on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. You're more than welcome to come. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you can get tickets at the door. But if you go online and look at uh, PodFest 2016, you can also buy them from some, whatever they call that, brown paper bag. And then you can see us do the podcast live. Me, Rachel, Marina, Memo. I mean, I don't see how it could be bad. It's only an hour, and it's probably less. It's got to be a good time. So I'm sure everything will be cool. I'm going to cycle beforehand. I'll be all, you know, in shape. Ready to go. Maybe maybe I'll fit into my pants. Maybe I'll wear pants. Who knows? 
Anything can happen. Podfest 2016. You guys, thanks for listening to me rant today. Um, this Monday, I'm going to be on the Artie Lang Show with David Tell, Russ Maneve, which is difficult because then the next day, that changes my hours. You know, I don't get much sleep. And the next day, I'm having dinner with Sarah Silverman and her sister, who is lecturing somewhere. After that, there's no way I'm going to be able to stay awake for that. That's a nightmare. But, you know, whatever. It's all in good fun. So I will be on the Artie Show on Monday. And uh, after that, it's where the wind takes me. <laughs> oh, please. All right. So I'll see you next time. This is the Dave Juskow Show. And uh, hopefully, you know, uh, we'll see you at Podfest. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed the show and the ranting. I'll feel better later.